Welcome everybody to the sixth episode of the second season of Pep Talk. Uh, today I'm joined by Henry Smith, the MP for the constituency of Crawley, uh, and we'll be talking about the uh, expulsion of the Chagos Islanders from the native lands. Welcome, Henry. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. So if, if you'd just like to introduce yourself, uh, tell us a bit about your, your work um, in the Houses of Parliament, how you got there. Okay, uh, my name's Henry Smith. I'm the Member of Parliament for Crawley. I was first elected in 2010. Um, but prior to that, uh, I was the leader of West Sussex County Council, which covers Crawley constituency. Uh, and I was in that position for seven years uh, prior to going into Parliament. So throughout that time, uh, the Chagos Island community has been one that I have represented either at that local level or as their member of Parliament. And principally, the reason why um, so many Chagos uh Islanders live in my constituency is that when British Overseas ter Territory citizenship um, was able to be converted into full UK citizenship about 20 years ago, um, a lot of Chagos Islanders um, exercised that right uh, and flew to the UK. And the main flight between Port Louis, the capital of Mauritius, where most of the Chagos Islanders were exiled to, um, landed at Gatwick, which is in Crawley constituency in West Sussex, um, and decided to settle um, in, in the area. So that's principally why I probably represent the largest Chagos community anywhere in the world. Very interesting. Um, so moving on from that, then, could you tell us a bit more about the story of the Chagos Islanders, why they were exiled from the archipelago uh, and how you became acquainted with that, with the issue? Well, I actually first became aware of the issue when I was a student and I remember reading a book called Outposts by an author called Simon Winchester. Uh, and every chapter detailed the remaining British overseas territories uh, around the world. And so it talks about, you know, well-known territories like Gibraltar, the Falkland Islands, mm. Bermuda and so forth. But then I came to this chapter on uh, the Chagos Islands, the British Indian Ocean Territory, and it was really quite shocking that mm. um, it detailed how in the late 1960s, um, not through any decision made via Parliament where it could be properly scrutinised, but an order in council, which is basically uh, the Prime Minister of the day just deciding to, to act with, uh, you know, quite considerable direction, decided mm. to um, forcibly exile the uh, indigenous population of the Chagos Islands, mainly on the, on the principal island, Diego Garcia, mm. uh, and really just sort of dump them effectively, uh, mainly in Mauritius, but also some other locations like the Seychelles as well. Uh, and uh, they really lived as second-class citizens uh, in Mauritius uh, and were mm. sort of forgotten about. Uh, and the reason why uh, they were removed from the Chagos Islands was to make way for a military base on Diego Garcia, which is principally operated uh, by the U.S. It's a very strategic location, was a strategic location during the Cold War, um, remained a strategic place um, for the military, uh, both in terms of uh, the actions that took place in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, mm. And now I guess it's become strategic again in terms of the um, action that Russia uh, is taking against Ukraine and, and, and the new sort of cooling of relations between East and West. So mm. uh, that's why they were removed to make way for a military base. Uh, and uh, that military base is very much in operation still today. 
Gosh, uh, it's it's it is like 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 you said, it's quite shocking how the UK government can just ex- exile so many thousands of people from the island just to make way for you know a, a US military base. Um, that sort of well leads me on to my next question. Then is during the expulsion of um of those people from the Chagos Islands. What's why did some go to Mauritius, some go to the Seychelles, and some go to the UK? What was the sort of the the, the distribution of the of those people? Well, you're right. I mean, it is kind of like one of those colonial stories that you expect to um, have heard about sort of 200 years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that this happened, um, you know, just a little over 50 years ago is shocking. Um, mm-hmm. Really, um, they were mainly uh, sent to Mauritius just because that was, even though it's many, many hundreds of miles away, uh, mm-hmm. that was really the nearest uh, Commonwealth country uh, to the Chagos Islands. Um and uh, also the 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 language spoken uh, by the Chagos Islanders was sort of a Creole French mm. um, is spoken in Mauritius as well. So that was probably the natural place uh, to send them. Some went to the Seychelles um, and then a, a number of Chagos Islanders came to the UK uh, in later years uh, when um, they were able to get full UK citizenship uh, about 20 mm. years ago was the main um the main sort of uh, drive of Chagos Islanders to leave uh, Mauritius and, mm. and come to the UK. Uh, so, um, but as I say, in Mauritius, they were very much treated as second-class citizens. And um, so they've been treated very badly by not only the British government, but also the Mauritian governments as well. It, it really mm. is a story of ongoing uh, injustice uh, over, over five or six decades. When... Uh... The government of Mauritius declared their independence from um, Britain. Did uh, were, were the plans already in place for the Chagos Islands to remain as a British territory for the reasons of that US military base operating there? Yeah, that's my understanding. Um, yeah. It's that uh, Diego Garcia, the main island of the Chagos archipelago, uh, was recognised as a very strategic location Um at the beginning of the Cold War. And mm. so uh, because the Chagos archipelago is is many hundreds of nautical miles away from Mauritius, mm. in fact, from everywhere, actually, it's right in the middle of the Indian Ocean, um, uh, the, the the British and the Americans, you know, considered that to be an important place uh, to stage uh, a military uh, base and, and, and a listening station. Uh, and so... Um, but that's that's really why uh, the British government, in conjunction with Washington, uh, decided mm. that uh, the Chagos Archipelago should be separated um, from the rest of what was then the, the colony of Mauritius. Mm. So when the Chagos Islanders came to uh, the UK, more specifically came to Crawley, what was the sort of the reception like of those people in Crawley? Was there uh, like any sort of backlash or any strain on the council um, at, at Crawley in terms of like housing and welfare and whatnot? Well, as I said earlier on, the reason why they principally came to Crawley is because the main London, uh, Port Louis, uh, 
flight uh, from Mauritius to London uh, landed mm. at Gatwick, which is within Crawley. Um, and actually, for a number of weeks, um, a lot of them sort of literally lived camped out in the airport terminals. Um, and uh, I was, say, leader of West Sussex County Council at the time. Um, and so there was really quite an effort to find them housing mm. um, and get kids into school, um, provide social care and all the things that you need to support um, a community quite an impoverished uh, community as well. So obviously mm. additional needs there. Um, I think there was actually quite a warm welcome. I think um, people pretty much understood um, when they found out the story uh, of what they'd been through, that this was mm. um, an injustice. Um, so actually, I think people were pretty welcoming. And I have to say that the community has integrated really well into the broader uh, Crawley community. It's something mm. that... Um, uh, it, it's something that I, I, I think has is, is, is been a success, although, you know, I don't want to detract, but they still face many challenges. Mm. Um, in terms of uh, the council, I was reading an article, um, I think, wrote by a, a councillor on the Council of Crawley, um, saying that providing housing for the Chagossians uh, could lead to the bankruptcy of Crawley's council. Could you illuminate that yeah, issue a little so... bit more? Yeah, so um, last year there was the Nationality and Borders Bill going through Parliament. It's now an act of Parliament, um, mm -hmm. and that, that changes all sorts of um, nationality um, legislation, uh, tidies up quite a lot of it. And I put down an amendment to that um, to say that subsequent generations of Chagos Islanders should have a right to a UK passport because mm. had they not been exiled, had they been able to remain living uh, on their homeland, uh, then they would have had a right to UK citizenship like you or I or um, mm -hmm. anyone else living in, in, in overseas territory. Um and the government, I'm pleased to say, finally accepted that. Uh, Crawley Borough Council uh, and West Sussex County Council have expressed some concerns that because the main community is already in Crawley, mm. um, that uh, when Chagos Island descendants exercise their right to UK nationality, in mm -hmm. Mauritius principally, uh, that they'll straight away get a um, fly to Gatwick and uh, will want to live near where their community is um, in the Crawley area. And I think, mm. you know, it's a legitimate um, concern, uh, but I've been working very closely with both the Foreign Office, um, the Home Office and the Department for Leveling Up and Communities, which is principally responsible for local government in England. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, you know there are there are packages in place uh, to uh, hopefully make sure that uh, those people who arrive here who perhaps don't have um, many means of their own to support themselves mm -hmm. can be accommodated. Um, but I do think the most important thing is uh, that you know these are British uh, citizens. Um, they've had their rights denied uh, for many decades, and this is really writing. Um, a long time historical wrong mm. um, and yes that might create some pressures in the short term but it's right that that injustice is corrected in in whatever way possible. Mm. What's then the sort of the sentiment among the Chagossian community especially in Crawley are they do, do they want to stay in Crawley now is that is that their new home or do they do they still long to to return to the you know to their homeland? Well, I still think uh, the uh, 
Czech asylum community should um, have a right of return uh, to mm. their homeland, and that's something I still continue to call for. Uh, but mm. I think certainly in the um, short to medium term, that is unlikely. Mm. Um, I think the majority of Czech asylums would want to stay in the UK. Um, they've put down very uh, firm roots here, employment, um, you know, schools, um, and so forth. Uh, so I think most would want to stay here, uh, but I mm. do think there is an important principle of a right of return. Uh, and one of the things that I find um, actually quite surprising is that even though the British government has historically treated the Czechoslovak Islanders very badly, they feel even more aggrieved at the way the Mauritian government uh, treated them. So they are actually quite patriotic and they're quite concerned that the British government at the moment is engaging in negotiations with Mauritius over the future sovereignty of the Chagos Islands. And they feel <clears throat> that they're cut out of that uh, process that, you know, um, if you were determining the future sovereign status of another overseas territory like Gibraltar or the Falkland Islands, mm. um, then, then there'd be a referendum of the people um, who live uh, in those territories. And, and that that isn't possible in this case. And therefore, mm. again, the Chagas Islanders do feel sort of um, really cut out of the process, which um, is, is a concern I have. Mm. Do you think then that history could sort of repeat itself if the Chagossians aren't consulted about uh, like the return to to the archipelago. I really think they should be properly consulted. Um, there is some consultation going on, uh, but I question um, how how detailed and involved that is. Um, mm. And my concern for the community is is they've faced many injustices over the last uh, more than half century now, uh, and this this could be um, a, a, another one. And that's something I don't want to see. Mm. Going more on to the details of how the Chagossians are treated in Mauritius. So um, Mauritius see the Chagos Islanders, uh, sorry, the Chagos Islands as being part of the territory that the, the, they have sovereignty over the Chagos Islands. How come then the uh, Chagos Islanders are treated as second class citizens in Mauritius? Is that just sort of socioeconomic or... Is there something more going on? I, I think I think there's I think there's a socio-economic um, aspect to that, but also um, whilst technically um, Mauritius might claim that the Chagos Islands is part of their territory, they are mm. many hundreds of miles away uh, from the main island, and the Chagos Islanders are quite a distinct um, group. Um, they're not like the, the the main population in Mauritius. Um, and therefore, I think, are seen as as the other um, by uh, many in Mauritius, uh, which has caused problems. I mean, it's it's a, mm -hmm. sadly it's a familiar tale in, in many communities when there's uh, people who are um, from a different community. Um, mm -hmm. Often, you know, historically, uh, they can be treated as uh, effectively second class citizens uh, mm -hmm. because they're they're a little bit different. Uh, um, unfortunately, it's unacceptable, but unfortunately, that is that is an aspect all too often of human nature, particularly mm -hmm. his historically. As the talks between uh, the United Kingdom and Mauritius are now beginning in terms of the future of the sovereignty of the Chagos Islands, what do you believe the outcome to be? Do you think that? Uh, Britain will cede the islands to um, Mauritius eventually, or will try and. My 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 them. best guess, and I and I think we may know in a matter of weeks um, or oh, even gosh. months, mm. um, because negotiations are ongoing as we speak. My mm. best guess is is that there'll be some um, compromise. Um, Diego Garcia remains very 
sensitive in terms of military and security mm. and defense reasons. Um, and the United States um, don't want to see uh, that island ceded uh, to any other country um, mm. beyond the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also considerable concern um, amongst both uh, Britain and America about the Chinese uh, Belt and Road Initiative of um, uh, of, of you know seeking influence um, around mm-hmm. the world. We've seen that in the South Pacific. We've seen it in the uh, Caribbean, particularly former Commonwealth countries uh, and others, Africa as well. Um, and so there's concern that you know um, if the islands were under Mauritian sovereignty, mm-hmm. then somehow there might be some sort of Chinese military base there in the future or, or influence. So I suspect what we will see. I don't know. I'm not part of the mm. negotiations, um, but I suspect what we will see is the main island of Diego Garcia remain under UK sovereignty and the outer islands uh, probably be ceded to Mauritius, but with some sort of agreement that no military bases um, can be mm. located on those. Um, and hopefully, um, if it does mean better relations between Mauritius and the UK, is that the significant marine protected area around the Chagos archipelago, it's almost a pristine environment obviously mm. very few around the world, part of the UK's Blue Belt Initiative um, to make sure that that um, pristine marine environment is protected uh, both between the UK and Mauritius um, uh, sort of a- administering that. So, uh, so, so I suspect there will be some kind of compromise, but that's mm. just my, that's just my guessing, my surmising. Do you think that the Chagossian community would be, would be happy with that compromise as, as they would have then the right to return to the archipelago or do you think it would be sort of i don't know maybe maybe a bit more bittersweet than than anything else yeah no sadly not i don't think they will be happy with that mm. there's considerable concern about the uh, amongst the chagos community that i represent that there are these negotiations um going on between the uk and mauritius over the future sovereignty of the islands they feel cut out of that so i think any deal that doesn't have their stamp of approval um will be one that they um are unhappy with and you know i i i can understand that mm. in your uh previous answer there you were you, you you beat me to it in terms of my next question as it was um uh, uh regarding the threat of other geopolitical forces um such as china who like you said already hold a lot of influence in africa um so i mean like you said previously do you think that the Chinese could then vie for a sort of, uh, an, not an occupation per se, but trying to get influence over that strategic location. And then in terms, especially in terms of the uh, Russia-Ukraine war that's ongoing at the moment. Well, the People's Republic of China is very much has an expansionist policy. Uh, we've seen mm-hmm. that and particularly over the last decade with the what they call the Belt and Road Initiative. We've seen it in Europe, in Africa, in, in, in mm-hmm. other parts of Asia, as I say, in, in the West Indies. Um, and I think they would view the Indian Ocean in exactly the same way. But I do think there is, particularly in the last three years or so, there's been a growing awareness of the threats that communist you know, dictatorship in communist China uh, plays uh, for Western democracies. Um, and so I, I do think a lot of countries that have been subject to the receipt of Chinese uh, aid um, very much on China's terms um, are beginning to wake up that it's not a it's not a very um, equitable relationship um, and in many ways it's it's an exploitative relationship so I am slightly more confident uh, that Mauritius 
um, has its eyes open when it comes to um, potentially nefarious influences of of, of China. Mm. Mm. If, uh, like you say, the the outcome of these ongoing talks is that some of the archipelago is ceded to Mauritius, um, and then uh, British Chagossians would then want to return to the island, would their descendants then still be able to claim um, uh, like a British passport, or would that be then would be cut off completely from that point? Yeah, no, descendants would still be able to claim um, a British passport because it is their ancestry that counts. Um, okay. It's not it, it's it's not the future. Um, mm. On the right of return, that's slightly more tricky. Um, I suspect neither the UK nor Mauritius uh, will allow a right of return for the foreseeable future. Okay. Um, so um, I, I still think they should morally have a right of mm. return. Um, but my hopes of of achieving that um i i think i'm less less optimistic if i'm being honest mm. are it, do the chugosian community are they are they optimistic or are they pessimistic what what is the sentiment like i mean they've been i think you know, i think, such an awful I think injustice for, for for so long i i think they're realistic and resilient mm. okay well i mean is there are there any other points that you think that we've missed or i think, that, I like think that's to... pretty i think that's pretty comprehensive adam and i appreciate mm. the opportunity to uh, uh to, to talk about this subject as i say it's an injustice uh that has uh, existed for far too long there's mm -hmm. potential for that injustice uh, to be compounded uh with the current sovereignty negotiations uh, and a lack of uh any realistic chance of a right of return beyond what they call heritage visits where the people in the community uh, are able to return for a few days mm. um and um you know it's one of those issues that as i say i first found out when i was a student uh, um, remarkably ended up by coincidence representing uh, the largest chagos uh, island community mm. um probably anywhere in the world and uh, you know is a cause that I'll continue to advocate for um mm. it really is a it really is a sorry tale and as i say one you'd expect in the history books of a couple of centuries ago not 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 within my lifetime certainly mm. i mean uh you know like i said um at the start of this this interview I, I only was acquainted with the issue when i was doing my research into your work so i mean well i i'd like to say thank you for doing that work for the uh, Chagossian community, and I agree with you there that there's not enough, you know, public awareness about about this topic. I mean, obviously, there's only a, a few thousand Chagossians, but it's just such a such an immense and such an awful injustice that that has been. I think, I think, and I think that's been part of the problem that we're talking about a few thousand people. If we were talking mm. about half a million people, uh, this would be a much um, a, a much bigger issue, and I think people would take. A, take notice but because it's so few people um mm. it's been easy i think to uh sadly sweep under the carpet of history mm. do you think that would that made it easier to exile them in the first place well it was only just a yes. few thousand people I, 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 absolutely yeah mm. absolutely yeah well thank you very much henry i appreciate you it's my pleasure and, adam you know informing more people about about this topic i really do appreciate it